Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the Biology Report. Damien Fleming, joined as always by uh, a man who played with for 280 T20 teams around the globe. It's bad boy Bradley Hodge. How are you, Good man? Yeah, I'm good, actually. Uh, hey, what do you mean up to? It's winter in Melbourne. You're not overseas. You're doing uh, a little bit of radio. Um, I haven't been following your LinkedIn. No, it's, I've, actually, I've actually been active on LinkedIn. I've got a lot of uh, profile hits. And, uh, what, what jobs are they recommending? There's... <laughs> It's a wide range of jobs, actually. Anything from good to absolute rubbish. Um, there's some things. Entrepreneurial oh, it's all, it's or lay, layman? There's a lot of entrepreneurial, but there's also things like um, a nutritionist. And I'm yes. like, how does my profile actually fit into nutrition? I've no idea. Um, but You're still fit looking, dude. It's quite random, the selections. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think because I've become active and actually turned it on, um, there's people starting to recognise, you know, where I'm at. But uh, and and I'm the still, variety of talents that you have, Bradley. Yeah, well, I'm still sort of actively seeking, or no, sorry, not seeking, exploring opportunities. Exploring. I'm not having a lot of luck, actually. Uh, so, I tell you one oh, one job description that I was thought I was going to see on your LinkedIn profile. There was rumours swilling around. Yeah. Board member of the Melbourne Renegades. Yeah, that was true, actually. Um, You're in. No, I was in. So did you get to a meeting before they got <laughs> dissolved? What, it, Both uh, boards are dissolved. They are dissolved, which is a, it was a real shame, actually. So, I mean, you had your experience at yeah, the Melbourne Stars. Um, Chief Dunstall uh, approached me um, to try and get that cricket knowledge, as you would have been yeah. in the Stars, along with these business-orientated people. And unfortunately, rang me and said, uh, dodgeball, i got some news. <laughs> We, you know, that can't happen anymore because well, what do you mean? we're about to be dissolved like a Panadol <laughs> in water. So a real shame uh, for not only that experience for myself because, you know, I'm very much uh, intrigued by Big Bash. Yeah. And uh, Well, you've got your cricketing background, which a cricket yeah. board needs, but then you also can learn from the fellow board members in a business. That was the other sense. thing. Yeah, I was really keen to actually learn. Um, from from those in the know and, and have knowledge in that space, but look, maybe I might have to tap into the two hundred and seventy nine other yeah. teams that I've played for in the T Twenty world. If there was one that, that that you'd like to take hold of and take control, make them successful, mm. which one? I think uh, Bas Nahira Cricket Dundee, yeah. which was the high profile team in the a lot Sh- of talent Sri Lankan Premier League, which lasted one year. Yep. Um, Did you get paid? No, I actually chose to leave the competition early. Okay. Uh, it wasn't a great competition. I didn't enjoy it that much. So when, when, what was the moment you thought, I think I want to go home? <laughs> um, after about two days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say I was 100%. Were you in, the, were you in the outfield just going, what am I doing here? 
That's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> and I didn't qu- – look, I wasn't 100% committed in going there in the first place. So I went there in a bad head space. Um, there was a bit of things going – some trouble at home. Not trouble, so to speak, yeah. but some illness. And uh, I just felt that my time was best needed at home. Um, when I actually got home, my wife actually gave me a complete rocket, believe it or not. What so I sort doing? of came home for her yeah, um, for some illness. But then she said, look what you've done now. Look what you've gone and done now. Um, you know, I've, Where are the let, bucks coming let from? Team, it wasn't the bucks. She goes, you know how many people you've let down? Over there. Yeah, and I didn't think of that how many, the how many had you, in hindsight, how many did you let down seeing it only last I one said, year? honey, listen, they're a shit team anyway. <laughs> and there's bugger all that I can actually do to help them. So, look, to be honest, it was a, if, for those that are interested, those were really interesting times for a lot of players. The T20 leagues had just sort of started. Yep. and uh, Everyone wanted one. Every nation wanted every one. Every nation wanted one. Um, player payments were difficult uh, to get. Uh, there was talks of strike. It was just a messy organisation at the time. Yeah. And they actually weren't ready for what, what the T20 competition needed. So, Can you be CEO of T20 Worldwide? I think so, yeah. That's I just what I'd need, like to see you do. Yeah, I, and I just need the ICC to come and approach me and, yep. and, and go and live next to Geoff Allardyce. Well, I've been with him for three years, uh, Jeff Allardyce, yeah. so I could surely have a little chat Well, that's the him. thing. You should know my skill. I used to park on your, your lounge room floor most times on a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if he doesn't recognise the skill and recognise that good tax-free dollars out of Dubai in my pockets a lot better than what I'm doing now. And think of the kids. He's just wasting opportunities. But, uh, but back to the board, though. Uh, I think a bit of a shame. The one thing I liked about the Melbourne Stars board is you're just dealing with the Melbourne Stars. So, uh, you know, someone like Eddie Maguire was a commercial king, you know, to get sponsors and John Wiley, Dave Evans when he was on. Um, You know, like I like that, you know, if you're on the Cricket Victoria board, you've got to think of so many different things from the state teams, the girls and boys, you know, development programs, the finances running, Junction Oval. Yeah. Geez, you need to have some very uh, diverse board members. Yeah, well, to run I thought these power brokers in these two boards actually did a really good job, and I actually feel for Stuart Coventry as well, who was the CEO of um, the Renegades, and also Clint Cooper, who was the CEO. So, are they gone, stuff. or do they have to no, reapply? They are gone. No, they are gone. Oh, they are okay. Out of the organisation. Oh wow! Through cutbacks, so. Look, after speaking to both of those and a few other people in the know, there's not a lot of positives to be said about the Cricket Victoria board at the moment or wow. the way things are getting run there. Um, I've not, I haven't got a lot of positive things to say. So hopefully they know what they're doing. Now they've taken it in. So I reckon this time next year we'll be able to make a pretty good call on yep. how efficient and how run they are. I'm not sure it's going to be positive. If, I, they, if they manage to pull this off, then I'll happily eat humble pie. Okay. But I don't think they can. I'll make sure I bake that up in 12 months' time. Hey, (laughs) talking about positives, Hodgie, um, we had a lot of listens for the World Cup preview a couple of weeks ago. Um, Think of the one nation that we've been targeting, that we've followed their progress in the last 10 years. Guess who we we increased our listeners by about a thousandfold? I'd say maybe England. Estonia cricket. Estonia? Yes. They play cricket. What are you talking about? They're an associate T20 country, and and we've gone from actually zero yeah. to forty four listens. Well, I'm proud of forty four. That. That's magnificent. That's four teams. That's actually better. We, we we're targeting Sweden 
And uh, which got a little spike, yeah. And now they've just disappeared. We've had less than forty-four listeners. So that's a shame because you know we thought that uh, our profile may have lifted their profile. Maybe it's ski season; they're off skiing. Who knows? No, well, maybe that's why they're not in the uh, World Cup, mate. If you don't listen to the biology yeah, report, but, but the shout there. out to Peter Van Buren, um, <laughs> who's probably my favourite Estonian cricketer. And right. uh, if I had to pick one innings, just one out of the blue here. He's 45 against Bulgaria. Right. In 2012, it was in Talamin, um, smallish ground, yep. but it does turn. And, and, and the spin didn't work against Pete, and he absolutely smashed him for 45. Well, they've got, they got a pretty good bowling unit, the Bulgarians, yeah. from what I believe. Yeah. They do turn it. But they bowled short to him. Why would you bowl <laughs> shoot short to Peter Van Buren? My favourite was Mike Tiffin. Yeah. He's a bowler. I'm not sure what sort of bowling he actually does. But you like him. But I just you? liked him. He said they said he was good. Um, I'd like to see how good he is. Maybe we can draft him out to East Sandringham. Maybe we no. What about we get and do a bowlology report in Estonia? It sounds good. If they can fund two business class airfares across there, we are there. Okay, that's thrown it out there. <laughs> Very big. Jeez, commercial manager on LinkedIn, Bradley Hodge Thanks. for the bowlology report. Here we go. Okay, World Cup 2019, um, plenty of issues, and the issues I didn't want, we talked about them two week, uh, weeks ago, rain and injuries. Mm, well, so first off with the rain, uh, sorry, with the injuries, Dale Stain out. Shame. Uh, yep. Shika Darwin, we're hearing, with that busted thumb, out of the World Cup. Yes. Yeah. That is massive. That is massive. I, th- I thought he was just uh, taking a rest. Uh, you know, once he got that ton. It looked significant when he got hit. It did. Yeah. It did. And, and he still got 100. I'll tell you what, good credit to him. He actually fought on well and, and played some amazing cricket shots after that. So, Shikadar won. Uh, you put a hole in the Australian side, and that's a huge loss for the Indian side. So, as much as... Uh, we'll talk a little bit about later, but as, as much as they pumped up India's win against Australia, you know, my, my problem for India was still their middle order. Mm. Now, I know Kahal Rahul was was in there at four, Dhoni at five, and, and Rahul will go up. Not a bad replacement opener. Yes. But he doesn't have the consistency of Darwin over a long period of time. I still think if you can get early wickets against India, yep. you are in the game. You're in time. the game. You're absolutely in the game. And... Uh, Look, Shikha Davon's got that record in all ICC cricket since the Champions Trophy World Cup. He just he just goes to a new level. If he's out of the tournament, look, I'd be reluctant to send him home, actually. If I was the Indian management, I'd just say, look, stay here. If you can manage yeah. it for three or four, you know, two or three weeks, see if we can get you back in finals time. But he's obviously in good touch. Yeah, I wouldn't be getting rid of him. So it's just who's going to fill that? Well, the, the rumour of the replacement, Rishabh Pant. Well, but he should have. But can he bat four and oh. only five though? Well, he can. I would have had him in oh, okay. the fifteen in the. First I would have had place. him in the fifteen, but whether he can bat in the top order. Well, it's a bit of a kick in the pants to Vijay Shankar or uh, Dinesh Karthik if he actually comes in and trumps their so spot. They've got three wicket keepers. Yeah. Um, look, uh, it's one of them conundrums where it's not ideal. Uh, especially when you know that Shikha Darwin, Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli are so dominant, powerful, number mighty. Yeah, top order. If that's just disrupted a little bit, that may affect their performance, India. But look, they look pretty strong against Australia. Another one, we're building towards the Australian one, but, but Shakib Alassane, who's almost 
thinking that he's going to, I mean, he's been the Hollis rated uh, all rounder for years in one day cricket, but um, batting at three, mm. getting 100 bowling, yeah. it's almost like he's going to have a breakout like man of the tournament sort of thing. So he's got a little bit of a thigh injury. Yeah. But Bangladesh, I mean, he's three players in one. So hopefully it's just a slight one for them. Thigh, yeah, it's interesting thigh. I reckon you can get around cricket with a slight thigh strain, um, given the fact that he he only bowls sort of left arm orthodox. He doesn't run that hard between boundaries. the wickets. Just hit boundaries, mate. Oh, look, I like the move that he's gone to number three. Oof. I think he's really lacked a bit of responsibility in that Bangladesh unit in the past. He's such a good player, and I like this promotion. Uh, Yep. From Rhodes that actually said, go up there, mate, show the world what you got. And he certainly delivered. And Bangladesh have been, uh, yeah, they can certainly turn over a few good sides in this yep. World Cup. He's linked in. I can bat number three mm. in World Cups. Okay, for the Aussies, Marcus Stoyner, side strain. So for me, um, you know, it's a very common injury for faster bowlers. You mm. know, if it's if it's only a really slight one, it might be only, you know, a couple of weeks. Yeah. If it's a bad one, it's three months. So, um Mitchell Marsh has flown over there, but you know, can we can we win without an all rounder? Certainly, uh, it's going to disrupt our unit. There's no doubt. Uh, it, I, I don't think so. Actually, I think mm. that's really ten overs of. I thought Marcus Stornis actually his bowling would come into fruition further this tournament goes on. With the wickets start to dry out, those cutters seem to come into play a lot yep. more. Um, they could have then brought in Nathan Lyon in exchange for Nathan Coulter-Nile. Now that flexibility disappears a little bit. So Definitely. All in all... So does Mitchell Marsh just play? Because if, you, if you're going to play two spinners, you have to have an um, all-rounder at six who's a medium pacer. Because yeah. Maxwell's your part-timer, but he's a spinner as well. We don't have a part-time quick, do we? No, and I'm not sure how much bowling or batting Mitch Marsh has been doing. Um, I think they've been up in Brisbane... Australia right? Yeah, yeah. Look, that may as long as he's prepared and ready for it, uh, he can certainly come into the side. He's a powerful hitter. Yeah. Um, and his bowling's probably a fraction more penetrative, penetrative in one day cricket than Stoinis's anyway. Stoinis's bowling can be heavy. Yeah. It looked like it was a fraction down. So maybe, maybe he started with this injury. The other thing which is coming into uh, T20 cricket a lot now, and this is the position which Stornis bats in, is this power hitting. Yeah. And there's a lot of sides get torn actually from oh, yeah. range hitting and practicing your your batting. So it may not necessarily be a bowling injury. It might have started batting and then, ooh, a bit sore bowling. Yeah, so this... But that could be a better injury than tearing a bowling. Hope so. Possibly. Hope so. It could just be a two or three week injury than a, a, a five to six or a couple of months for a bowling injury. Hey, there were some great games coming up and I thought the first week, you know, there wasn't too many close games, but then, then the second week exploded. Australia, West Indies was as good a one-day game as you want to see. Amazing. Uh, India, Australia, a pretty good game. Pakistan beating England, New Zealand playing well. Yeah. Um, but rain, rain worries me. Um, and overnight, a, a, a total washout, Bangladesh and Sri Lanka. Yes. Um, Bangladesh coach Steve Rhodes, we can put men on the moon. So why can't we have a reserve day when actually this tournament is a long tournament. Oh, that was an analogy. I didn't think he'd go, a man on the moon and yeah. reserve day. Maybe we can play on the moon. I'm not sure how often it rains down well, there, I but don't, the pitches yeah. will be fast and bouncy, surely. Yeah, yeah, but the covers don't stay on. Oh, they yeah, fly, cool. they do, fly yeah. away there. 
Um, they, so the ICC have said, and if you look at the schedule, they probably could have reserve day for every home in a way. Yes. Um, but I think logistically it's tough, but there's definitely reserve days for semis and finals. Well, the thing is... They're going to train anyway. There's training days. Why can't they just stay in the same venue? If the TV production has to move and cover another venue, so be it. Play the game. I think that in a tournament which lasts this long, uh, when you actually lose points to rain, it's a bit of a killer. Yeah. Um, and sometimes geographically where you can play can affect. The further north, usually oh, you get yeah, a couple yeah, more definitely. washouts. Um, so, look, I, I do feel a little bit for Stephen Rhodes there. Um, you know, it happened to Pakistan and the West Indies as well. So for teams that are chasing, chasing points, it can be a little bit of a hindrance. I'd like to see, even if you come back the next day and say, oh, it's a 2020 game or something like that, as long as there's points. Yeah, what's the minimum that constitutes a result? We're yeah. just playing it. Yeah, just play it um, if the fans and also, want to come in. I think it's better for fans too, isn't it? Better to see yeah, cricket. And, they've yeah. obviously paid their money for their ticket and they have to give that refund back anyway. So why not say, look, come and watch the game tomorrow. The teams are going to stay in the hotel, blah, blah, blah. It's a bit of a logistic nightmare. But for me, it's good for the spectators, good for the game. And as long as there's coverage, we're all happy. Let's go reserve day. Um, another thing that's come through is the average, you know, we're talking about England wanting to score 500, so it's going to be massive yeah. scores. The first innings totals have really dropped. The average for batting, uh, batting first total is 254. Mm. Um in the recent England and Pakistan one day series in England, four games, guess what the, the average score batting first was? Ah, oh, 280, 290? 356. 356. So it's 100 short of that. And I'm thinking with a bit of rain around, um, you know, maybe it, it might be conducive to, to having some quicks, mm. you know, for swing and seam in those first 10 overs because a bit of sweat, sweating under the covers. Yes. And, and that may affect, that'll affect first innings totals. It certainly will. There's no doubt about it. But the other thing, as you know, Flem, is when you played in the Cricket World Cup, there's a lot more to play for as well. And the yeah. intensity certainly rises. And we've seen, which you would have loved, some bowling units absolutely stepped it up. And uh, this is what I love about the Cricket World Cup in particular. And it just trumps all little one-day series. It's it's very tribal, actually. Yep. So it sort of gets back to the, the good old-fashioned days where – your country versus country, and you really are getting your A game out there and, and pinging it, pinning it against everyone else. So for me, I'm not surprised that they've lifted. And yeah. for me, the bowling units have been great to watch. And also, really, I think they? it might still go that way a bit because if there's rain-affected games, you know, you know, you've got to win games. You know, New yeah. Zealand have won all three. They're sitting pretty, aren't they? The they're odd washout doesn't affect them. No, they're flying. Uh, talk about crowds and enjoying um, watching their home team. Uh, very impressed with the leadership and empathy of Indian captain Virat Kohli in the game against Australia. And yep. obviously, he was batting at the time. Um, but to actually, just in, uh, identify Stephen Smith fielding on the fence. And it wasn't just booing. There was chanting. Mm. Of a, of a certain nature, and um, I reckon we've got some audio of uh, what Virat Kohli said in the press conference. I think what's what's happened has happened like long back. The guy's back, you know, he's trying to play well for his side. Even in the IPL, I saw him. It's not good to see someone down like that, to be honest. I mean, we've had issues in the past. We've had a few arguments on the field, but you don't want to see a guy, you know, feeling that heat every time he goes out to play. 
I mean, what's happened has happened. Everyone's known that he's come back. He's worked hard. He's playing well for his side now. Just because there's so many Indian fans here, I just didn't want them to set a bad example. You know, to be honest, because he didn't do anything to be booed, in my opinion. He's just playing cricket. I mean, he was just standing there, and I felt bad because if I was in a position where you know something had happened with me, and I had apologized, I accepted it, and I came back, and still I would get booed. I wouldn't like it either. So I just felt for him, and I told him I'm you know, sorry for um, on behalf of the crowd because I've seen that happen so the gist in the earlier games as well. And in my opinion, that's not acceptable. So the gist of it is, uh, you know, just picking out one of the quotes. If I was in a position where something had happened to me, I'd apologised and accepted it and come back. I'd still, I would get booed. I wouldn't like that either. So. Um, you know, I, I think that's just fantastic leadership and a, and a lot of empathy. Um, and I reckon it might set a bit of a tone for the future. Good to see. You know, I think this is a great example of a fellow sportsman in the heat of battle, just recognising that, hey, we're all on the field together. We, we want to play cricket. We want to enjoy our cricket. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a marvellous uh, example of good leadership from a powerful player Oof. in the world game. So, I mean... Well, he's probably the most influential man in world cricket, isn't he? No Brett doubt, Cole. no doubt. Captain he, of India, superstar. He is pulling all the strings. If, if he wants to stop playing test cricket, test cricket dies. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's how powerful he is. Uh, and where do you sit on the booing thing? You know, I've been thinking it a lot to myself. You know, at times, you know, I felt on the field, you know, like I'd rather get booed than, um, you know, total silence. Mm. But the booing I, I, I'm reflecting on is you're sort of getting booed because you play for the opposite nation. They're yeah. not targeting you individually. They're sort of booing all of them. I yeah. think it's the booing of individuals that that we that I sort of have a problem for, and particularly if it's something that's happened 12 months before or two years before. Um, that's where I think we need to draw a line. Yeah, we've seen a few examples in the AFL actually recently of just individual booing towards the individual. Yeah, yeah. If, if it's against your team, you, you sort of expect that. Yeah, it's a it's a bit. Or if, say if it's an instance on the field just for that day, yeah, and they don't like what you've done, yeah, you know, a bit of booing for the rest of the game. Well, that's fair enough, but it, it's 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 premeditated, um, and and what happens is it just gets groundswell. Well, normally you know, Flem, is when you're down at fine league, you can actually turn that around. Yep. When there's some negativity, you can turn it around, have some fun with the crowd, and you know, make a joke, throw your hands up in the air, and between you know, all sorts of little tricks you can do. Steve Smith's not quite in that position to be able to do that, or he probably doesn't feel comfortable that he can do that. So he he feels certainly like a, a bit of a lone soldier, which is tough. Um, so he's going to need all the help that he can get. Him and Davy Warner, I really feel, you know blessed to what Virat Kohli's done into helping that process of people understand that, hey, we're all human. Yeah. And, yeah, well, he's made a mistake, but, yeah, he's done his penance and he's out there just trying to do the best he can for his country. But I think you're right on. Cricketers can be proactive. And as a, a professional fine leg fieldsman, you know, with a big mm. nose and ran like Charlie Chaplin, like mm. a duck, you know, yeah. I was used to some sort of humiliation <laughs> down there. And I tried to win them over. And it was the World Cup 1999. We're playing New Zealand in Cardiff. Yeah. New Zealand have a big crowd there because at that stage, I think that if they wanted to watch New Zealand, you got there early. Yeah, you know, okay. they weren't thinking semis. Yeah. All the Aussie fans, they're booked for the court, the super sixes <laughs> and semis. So we've got like, it's like a home game for New Zealand. I'm copying it at fine leg. And then I hear this, Hey, Flemo, can I have a photo? Uh, how about a photo? And I turn around. No, and I'd already tried to win them over. Yeah. And this guy 
throws a photo, at, a camera at me. <laughs> I catch it and he's there with two girls <laughs> with a massive New Zealand fan like this. And I went, well played. You've done me there. So I took the photo and, yeah. and then they were with me for the rest of the game, you know, because mm. you'd, you'd, you'd had a bit of a laugh. Forgot about it. 2007 World Cup, which you were a part of for Australia. I, I'm in a Caribbean um, pub and I walk in and that's just all New Zealand fans. And, all <laughs> and then this bloke goes, hey, Fleming, you're my favourite Aussie player. And I'm thinking, I'm going to cop it here. Why yeah. would I? I'm not the favourite one. Yep. <laughs> I'm not even the best Fleming going around. <laughs> And, and he goes, do you remember me? Uh, Cardiff, 1999. No um, way. Uh, I threw a camera with you and you took a photo. I go, actually, I do remember that. <laughs> and he goes, do you remember what you took a photo of? And I've gone, no. He goes, I was on a year-long travel around the world. That was only part of it. I'm taking photos everywhere. Yeah. Got to get them developed. And I was telling everyone, mate, I cranked up uh, this Aussie cricketer, <laughs> D Fleming, to take a photo on there with two girls, big crowd behind me. Yeah. It's going to be the best shot ever. So he goes, he got some developed. And what I've done, I've got the camera and he's there with the girls like that and I took um, a photo of his feet. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, he genuinely did love me well, after that. Well, that'll teach him. Don't mess with the phlegm. Don't mess with that mm. there. Okay, on to um, – and, and the only booing I can live with, actually, in a sports sense, WWE wrestling. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's part of it, isn't it? That's part of what's it. The, what's the worst thing that's happened to you on the field or you heard? Did, was it once true that someone threw a five-kilogram fish at Michael Bevan, Bevan. fielding at Eden yep. Park at third man? Yes. <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever yep. heard. <laughs> but how do you get the fish in or do you disguise it as a well, – he doesn't talk or what happened? How do you no do that? I have no idea. No, they were, they were pretty rough, the New Zealand home yeah. crowds. Um, hey, now for, and now back on to Australia. Um, the questions that probably had you know two weeks ago. Um, the team balance, number three position, um, all rounder position. Can Kerry move to six with five bowlers and the third quick slash spin? But firstly, number three, Kawaja dropped to number four against India. Yeah, what, what? Yeah, they were talking about right and left hand combination. Um, I just don't think England play that way. They just put in whoever needs to play in that scenario. So would you have kept Kawadra at three? Would you have put – if you're going to make a change, do you put Maxwell at three to try and get up with the run rate? Yeah, I actually thought the uh, – all your gut tells you that Steve Smith should go to three. But in that sense, look, I was delighted the way Usman Kawadra played. Yeah. He ended up striking at around 115, yeah. um, which was better than the way Steve Smith was going. So I really felt nervous for Usman Khawaja. It's, it's very hard to move from an opening position, which he did so successfully leading into this tournament, and then all of a sudden find yourself sliding down the so ladder. So what, why, though? For, for everyone listening here, what's the difference between opening, number two, to number three then? Well, there's sort of no expectation, and, you, and there's, you don't really know how the game is going to pan out. When you go out and open, you've just got a simple task of going out and batting, and you've also only got two men outside the circle. When Usman yeah. Kawaja walks in in the 20th over, the scoreboard tells a true story. Mate, you need to score at seven and a half an over for us to win this game. Yeah. There's five men out. Start against four. spin, maybe. We've got two gun spinners we have to deal with. So the pressure mm. is predominantly different. When you're out batting and uh, you have 10 overs to maximize 60 balls, it doesn't matter really what happens in the first three or four overs. You know that you're going to get opportunities to score. When you're in the middle and you've got six or seven dot balls and you look out and you see four guys out on the fence, 
you know you have to take a calculated risk to actually get a boundary to get your run rate back oh, yeah. up. So your scoreboard pressure subconsciously gets into your mind and plays tricks on how you go about it. If you can't pick up singles and rotate and find a boundary, you're in the world of pain. And for someone that hasn't learned that trade, it's very hard to manage. I thought he did an excellent job of trying to manage that stress and played particularly well. If he had failed in that spot, yep. I'm pretty sure the critics would have come and said, Sean Marsh in, in. Usman Khawaja out. Having said that, though, the, the, the argument should be, should Usman Khawaja go back to open, of which he did so successfully with Aaron Finch uh, prior to this tournament. To put Warner under pressure, you Why not? That? Why not? Because Usman Khawaja... It was interesting innings for Warner, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, it was really as many was. dot balls as I've ever seen play out. Well, if you're in the team management, the the other thing is is that you've got to recognise that Aaron Finch has had a real tough time against Boomer and Bhuvaneshwar Kumar in recent times, and so has Davy a little bit. So would it have been a little ploy to actually open with Usman Kawaja, who hasn't got any of those demons, did really well against them in the in the series yeah. in India, and take that form away? That that's where we lost the game, actually. Yeah. You know, four four and a half runs and over after yeah. twelve overs, the, the game was finished. So, so what what are you doing um, for the next couple of games? Do, does Usman just bat three? Or do you, do you float those at three or four? Or do you I give him a chance leave, opening? Or? You've got to leave Usman Khawaja at three and yeah. let him do his job and do it well. And he's done it well. So I think it would have been a real kick in the teeth for Usman Khawaja to be told uh, by his coaching staff, mate, sit this one out. Steve's going ahead of you. Especially given the fact of what he achieved in India, Made hundreds, struck the ball. Who knows? If Usman Khawaja had gone in at number three, he might have got 110. So I'm, I'm just um, interested in it. But I, I call them both accumulators. They're not accelerators. No, they're so not. So if you're going to make the change and you want an acceleration, unfortunately in our team, Maxwell's the only one that could do that. Maybe mm. Coulton Hall at a pinch. You know, you'd take if you got 30 or 15 who cares? But I prefer batsmen that can go on and get hundreds there. So yeah. I thought it was just a weird, just just using the right and left hand thing as as a re- or rationale behind it. Yeah, that's the issue, isn't it? But the, look, the problem is, is that every time we send Maxwell out, he always has to pull a miracle out of his ass, yeah. which is too hard. You know what? Send him in when we only need five and over and play the way he wants to play. Oh, he'll do it easy. Correct. But we always send him in when the run rate gets up to seven and a half. And these accumulators actually get put back. And then when Maxwell comes in and stuffs it up, so to speak, he gets criticised. Yeah. I don't like that. What, I, what we should be looking at is why David Warner and Finchie were going so slow when batting conditions were fantastic. The ball didn't swing. The ball didn't move. No, that, that, that was, that's the sort of pitch I was expecting in this World Cup. Yeah. Wasn't it? Because 100%. Cummins and Stark... Just bowled fantastic in those first seven or eight. Yep. They were bowling quick, and and you'd see Sharma and Darwin getting rushed, but they had enough time just to blanket. No swing, flatters. But for me, my concern is the opposition go right. We'll just see off Cummins and Stark. Yeah, eight overs for twenty. Who cares? Because we can take down everyone else. Yeah. Ideally, I'd actually and Cummins doesn't attack the stumps at all and doesn't swing it. I'd actually want him at first change. Yeah. Um. I think it might be time if Coulter plays or Berendorf plays, they've got to open the bowling and, and if they can swing it for two or three overs, that's the go because then there's no release of pressure, isn't it? First bowling change, guess who it is? 
Patrick, Patrick Cummins, Cummins, who's a superstar and can bowl any time during the 50 overs, whereas Coulter Noel, I think, is a new ball bowler. And all his success, while... He bowls genuine outies when it's going, yeah. Yeah, when these superstars were away and he took that mantle, he was getting early wickets. Yeah. So if there's swing, you might as well use someone who swings the ball. And in hindsight, too, um, Josh Hazelwood might have been worth the risk taking him there, not playing him in the first few games and making and seeing ready he's ready to go because if you had Stark, Hazelwood, and then Cummins' first change is formidable, isn't it? Well, there's no doubt it would have been worth the punt uh, for sure because you've still got Berendorf and you've got Richardson there. Yeah. It's, I don't see Kane Richardson actually playing. No. Where you could possibly see Hazelwood playing a, a big role. I did read actually uh, that he was not watching the games and was reluctant to, you know, watch. Um, I was a little bit... Bit of hurt there? No, or? I was a little bit disappointed in that attitude actually. Okay. Um, that's a bit of a selfish sort of attitude. If you're vice captain of the test side and that, yeah. everyone watches you when you're going well. So Unfortunately, you didn't get just selected. Joshy, a bit of tweeting. Right, good luck tonight. Bit of boys. good luck, boys. I'm yeah. watching. Uh, hope all goes well. You know, you can throw in their love to be there. It's not the case, but... Joshy, we've all had it, all been through a hardship yes. with selection, and and to be honest, you've had a pretty good run. Um, the boys have done it pretty tough for a year. Yeah, I think you need to jump on board. Yeah, so, jump on yeah, board. Have but some of that, Joshy. Just like, like him jumping into the squad, particularly with our Jai, who is that new ball, skitty swing yes. bowler who bangs him a bit. Well, he's our leader as well, Josh Hazelwood. He's, he's vice, vice captain. captain. So, uh, is Mitchell Marshall vice why captain? Why wouldn't you be there? Well, that's a, it seems to be a tarnished spot. Every time you get vice-captain, you're uh, We're thinking about, yeah, you've been showing real leadership, uh, young fella. Um, we're thinking about vice-captain. No, thanks. No, thanks. I'll, I'm happy uh, to captain, but no. Maybe deputy. Maybe what Josh should have done is gone, listen, give it to Nathan Coulter-Noll, and then he'll lose his job, and then he comes back in through the back See, door. This is, this is why uh, LinkedIn like that entrepreneurial <laughs> side of you. Um People are throwing around, can carry bat six in a World Cup and we play five bowlers. I mean, I'm assuming Coulter Nile has to play then and bat seven. I just don't think he can do that. We saw, I think Coulter Nile has Because I think innings of his Kerry lifetime. dropped a couple against India, yeah. but his batting's going really well. Batting's amazing, but what it does, when you take away a batter, it's, it affects the top group because they don't see the depth and you play marginally reserved. And if we're going to have no. to score innings is 300 plus, you've got to weigh up whether five bowlers is going to restrict the 300. If that's the case, then go ahead and play five out-and-out front-line bowlers. If not, then Mitch Marsh comes in, yep. gets some pieces and, and have the extra batting. Uh, that's the that's the conundrum you have. There's a to lot sort of questions face. still, isn't there? Yeah, I, I, look, I don't think uh, Carey's quite there yet to be able to but knock also, that down. Also, it was Peter Hanscom, maybe. Yeah, I mean, he opened and didn't quite work. Mm. I reckon he's just worked out number seven. Ah, brilliant. I was, I was you know, on he's the getting radio. the second fastest World Cup 50 by an Australian. Yeah. There was cameos in India and against Pakistan. I just think um, he's trained for that position. He's doing really well. Don't don't put him outside his comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, and missed opportunities from Matthew Wade and these guys who sort of pushed to get up the top, get up the top, trying to emulate what Gilchrist did. You know what? Make that space your own. Yep. No one wants to do this role. A, it's tough, but you actually got to learn how to do your craft and down there. And you get there. gigs. And I've done, I'm so wrapped that Kerry's been able to nut this out and done well. And uh, full credit to him because it's Well, a you've tough answered skill. that then. 
Yeah. He's got about seven. And, and then a lot of this we're talking about is the top order who all of them at times have looked really good. They're not scoring hundreds. No. You score hundreds and a couple of 50s from your top four. You're getting 300. The pressure's on. Mm. Roy gets hundreds. Bairstow gets hundreds. Butler, uh, Root, Darwin, Coley, Sharma, yeah. uh, Williamson, uh, Guptill. They all get hundreds. Well, there's two players who have very, probably found themselves up for a spot, and that's Sean Marsh and Usman Kawaja. Both of them have got multiple hundreds in the one-day format yep. for Australia. You know, should we be looking at that at the moment? Is that what we need? Uh, what about the third quick versus second spinner? I'm picking the second spinner at the moment, actually. I think Nathan Lyon, uh, is 10 overs is going to be more fruitful than what I can see from our quicks, to yep. be honest. If Cummings and Stark aren't getting wickets, Skulter, Noel, Berendorf or Richardson are not getting wickets. After six overs, well, actually within two overs um, against India, I just went, oh, I wish Nathan Trouble. Lyon was yeah. playing. <laughs> yeah. And look, the thing is, what uh, Aaron Finch, I think he's captain remarkably well um, to be able to muster his troops around, especially the way he did it against the West Indies was phenomenal. He's good enough as a captain to be able to work with 20 overs of spin Mitch Marsh and the two quicks. I think he can get the best out of that unit and maybe a couple from uh, Maxwell as well. Yeah. He can get that job done, I reckon. I think that's a, a pretty good it's unit. It's a better, more balanced team, mm-hmm. isn't it? And um, just the rain, isn't it? You're going to have to be flexible, aren't you? If, if, if they're pitchers that have been sweating for a couple of days, you probably got to go the, the third quick. Yes. Um, if you get go somewhere it's been dry, well, Nathan Lyon definitely comes into play. All right, what about just the overall World Cup? I'm going with cover drives, meaning going well, yep. and inside edges that are battling. So cover drives straight away. The Windies are back. Windies are they're back. They're bowling fast bounces and they're power hitters. Uh, that was a thrilling game against um, yeah. Australia. Um, you know, the, the way they're going, as long as they don't get injuries mm. to key members, you know, it'd be great if they could make the semifinals. What a great game. And how good was it? Like, the, I think extras were, they yes. scored about 50 runs, but that was just consistent bumpers. They didn't Bounces. care whether it got, it was a relentless bumpathon. And if you want to drive, go hire a rental, it was isn't a, it? It was amazing. That's what they said in the back in the old <laughs> days. You want to drive a car, go rent a car. Want to drive. Anyway, it was brilliant. We loved it. I loved it. And I was surprised actually uh, how the Australians dealt with it. They were awkward. It really didn't deal with it well at all. Uh, Usman Kawaji was under pressure. Who is a noted, you know, in yeah. Australian cricket. Good well, watch your bouncer because yeah. he plays them really well. Maxi, even Steve Smith was the only one that actually looked in complete control of his game against that. But... Yeah, I, I loved it. It was it was amazing. Nathan Coulton coming in and whacking a few at the end. Maybe that's whacking all a few ninety two. <laughs> like it was incredible. Yeah. He looked uncomfortable early, but um, we know we know he's a really good eight and nine, isn't yes. he? Yeah, you know, he's a thirty off ten ball at the end. You know, he can and get those runs. But to continue on to ninety was incredible. I just Remarkable. wish he got the hundred. Oh, it just sort of. Brought back that Andy Bickle memory, you know, when uh, he came out and had that such a good tournament where he paced and started to paste yeah. a few all around but the park. But not 90s. I don't know what they were doing. Did they not know that the change of pace to a tail ender will work most times? But yeah. anyway, he had a bit of luck, and but good credit to him. But he, for them, you know, it. like uh, Cottrell can swing it, good pace. Thomas bowling bounces. Yeah. Russell, 
Wow, you know, he just gets sharp bounced from a short length, doesn't he? Holder and Brathwaite, they're only medium paces, mm. but they do get bounced. But they're also power hitters. Like, they've got a long batting lineup. You know, it starts at Gale, yes. but it finishes down. Brathwaite was nine, Amazing. I think. Amazing. Yeah, well, look, what I love about that is that about Hope's a good player. Good player, good player. They've played to their strength. They realise that they've got ball speed, they've got bounce. You know what? Yeah. Let's not pitch it up. Ashley Nurse, if he bowls... They don't want to bowl slow balls. They are losing the game if Ashley Nurse is bowling. So, nice work from the West Indies. What about Sheldon Cottrell? The catch and the salute. The sergeant. That's two cover drives for me. I played with the sergeant. Oh, yeah. What's he like? uh, Caribbean Premier. He's a beauty. Yeah. Yeah. He's a cracker. He's a Jamaican-born. And... uh, you know, he's he does that salute because he's in the Jamaican army. Respect. Yeah. When I first saw it, I thought, what's this yeah. this goose doing here? But then I realised... Did you chip him or did you... No, no, he's uh... massive. So <laughs> he would have probably... Put, he would have eaten me as he eats his jerk chicken, I reckon. But look, I loved him. He was a good dude to hang around with um, and realised that... I didn't realise later on until I found out that... In the CPL, you actually get there's a prize for the best celebration. Oh yeah. So maybe this was a bit manufactured, but look, he's fast. He's. Well, I'd like it. There's also, um, it, you know, he's coaching some kids. Yeah. You know, and he got a group of sixty kids to do the salute. You know, like kids actually like stuff like that. Yes. You know, it can engage them, and yeah, he becomes a cult hero. But the, the game wins because of it. He, where he did get carried away with it a little bit is I played against him the following year, and I got caught a deep long on. Yeah. For 50, Ooh. and, you know, the salute came out. And I, I didn't really feel that he beat me that day. So it's but not anyway. like a second ball duck. <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyway, we love that style of the West Indies. That's what they bring. They bring flavour. They bring character. Flamboyance. Yeah. And, and, and they are a threat. Um, yep. The bouncer is trending in this World Cup too, which is great. You know, I've heard some stats on a podcast, uh, 42% of the – Balls from quicks have been short uh, bounces or short of a length to bounce. You know, that's up about 10% um, from what is normally there. So one is, um, you know, we thought it was going to be a batathon. We yeah. talk about slower balls. You know, Yorkers, sometimes they're not uh, – if you don't have a good one, you don't try and bowl it because mm. if you don't get it right, you go. But um, the, the quicks have um, found the ball that's working, the bouncer. Batsman that's – Yes. Used to flat pitches, forward press. You know, probably don't play that shot a lot. Yep. Um, so, you know, things get trendy through World Cups and that's one of them. I love it. I mean, I, th- I think this is a real, you know, everyone was talking 500. Someone's going to make 500. Yeah. I'll tell you what, not many people are hooking these things out of the stadium. This is a great uh, comeback from the bowling units to be, to be able to go, you know what, batters, we're going to yep. come for you. This is a World Cup. We've got ball speed. We're just not going to chuck it up on a length so you can ease your way to yep. a buffet 50. Yep. We're going to come and get you. And it's been fantastic to watch. I like it. Um, and a, a couple of things that um, probably could have predicted before the tournament, but it's working well. New Zealand, three wins from three, just flying under the radar. And Pakistan, consistently <laughs> inconsistent. They just knocked over England. Oh, I mean, what do you say about Pakistan? It's just... Uh, well, they're watchable. Oh, they You've are watchable. Watch they're one of my favourite sides to watch. Uh, you just... I love their their ball speed. Usually, they've got good ball speed. So, yep. um, you know, with the... Uh, yeah, generally, their left arm quicks are pacey. Uh, they've got good spinners. But what about opening... And this is what teams are doing a bit against England. You open with... with- Wrist spin. Shut up Khan straight away. Why not? Yep. That's your strength and uh, you know it's a downfall. 
Um, that's the one good area where Australia probably you know, got that covered. Finchie's a pretty good player of spin, so is David yep. Warner. So why not? They love the ball coming on. Uh, I love that flexibility that Pakistan have got. Uh, they've, got they've got some talent. There's no doubt about yeah. that. It's just the consistency. Who knows what they're going to get. New Zealand, on the other hand. It is consistency. They just do everything right. Yeah. Um, they're a good unit, and they've punched above their weight for many, many years, these guys. They are... A well-oiled machine. Well, they're, they're proven names too. Like they're batting up the top in white ball cricket. You know, Guptill, Taylor, and Williamson. Mm. You know, they're guns. Guns. Um, interesting. You know, we talked about how Munro wasn't playing. They've gone. Well, if we're going to win it, we need Munro in mm. form. So he's playing at least. I mean, if he catches fire, he, he's a hundred and fifty strike rate type of opener, isn't yes. he? Uh, um, you got Nisham, you know, who's a banger. Yeah. Um, Ferguson and Henry bowling fast. Fast. Wickets bounces. Yes. And that's without Trent Bolt. Um, Santner's a very good finger spinner. Yeah. So there's not too many deficiencies, is there, for New Zealand? There's a lot to like about that unit when you run through those names. Uh, they're going to be tough to beat, actually. They're, they're traveling quite nicely. No doubt. All right. Inside edges, what we're not liking. Rain injuries we've talked about. South Africa. And I think if anything epitomised South Africa, they've fallen off the cliff. You know, it's just that the AB De Villiers, um potentially, oh, I'm happy to play or happy to come to the World Cup. Um, you know, that just sort of sits where they really are at the moment. Unfortunately, attracting uh, negative attention, mm. the South Africans are very disappointing. I, I think they've come with an average game, average game plan anyway. They're, They've always been a little bit of a boring unit in terms yeah. of 50 over cricket. Really, do they go out of their, their mold of attack or it's just such a structured game plan. Yeah. So you can actually tear them to pieces if you really want to. I was always nervous that if Quinton de Kock didn't have an absolute flyer of a tournament. Trouble. They're in big trouble. Yeah. And their bowling unit is actually looking pedestrian, which is a shame. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think... They're in trouble, and I uh, just wonder whether, you know, all the Colpac players going for the last 10 years, Yes, you know, and they've been so competitive despite that, haven't they? But, um, you know, you wonder when was the point when it was going to, to hurt them, and I reckon it's uh, now. Not that they're saying there's a quota system yeah. for this World well, Cup. The they're quota just system, their best. There is a quota system, and uh, whether the I whether thought they'd that's... relented on that for this World oh, Cup. Look, I don't think so. I yeah. think it's still there, and I think that the talent pool is actually... It's more batting, isn't it? Yeah. Agedi and Rabada are fantastic. Great bowlers. Um, but yeah, it's, it, that'll always remain in their system. Um, and for, look, for their own reasons, that exists. But whether it affects their team balance, uh, in the future, you'll have to see. But I mean, they've been well below par. Yeah. Afghanistan batting. Yeah. I mean, they've found themselves in a couple of good positions. They got off to a couple of good starts mm. and then just let it go to, it's a shame because they've actually got a bowling unit which can do some damage uh, given the right conditions. I think they'll win. I've got them. I reckon they'll get over the line in South Africa when they play them. Um, well, it's it Sri Lanka they lost to, didn't they? Yeah. I thought that was a real big opportunity yeah, to go. Yeah, yep. but talking about Sri Lanka, they beat Afghanistan, but I, I, I don't like. I don't like their team. For no, this. I'm turning the TV off when Sri Lanka are fronting up. I just, it's look, it's a real shame when you know you've got legends like Kumar Sangakkara and the Mahala Javodna um, not wanting to be involved. You know, with you with your A grade top cricket unit, yeah, that, yeah. there's some issues. You wonder whether that off field thing has impact there. I still like to. watching Malinga bowl though. 
Yeah, we still love watching Lassif. But, uh, you know, I mean, that's the good thing about Australia. We've got Ricky Ponting there, the past champions yeah. and legends, which can help you win this thing. Uh, they just, they're failing in a lot of departments, actually. Yep, and they're not exciting this World Cup. And also, yeah, an inside edge for the Zing Bales. If you're going to be promote yourself as Zing Bales, you've got to Zing. They're not even Zing. They're not Zing. They're sitting there. They're too heavy. They must be. Well, it's Starks, the ball's 150 kilometres an hour. I hit the stumps to Chris yeah. Gale. We thought it was inside edge because you think, well, if he hits the stumps, they're going to fly. Fly! I don't know what they're going to do with those, but uh, they're certainly not lighting up. Some they're... good games coming up, though. India versus New Zealand. Uh, England, West Indies. Um, yeah. We'll be wrapping that all that up in a couple of weeks' time. Hey, it's time for... It's been ages, too. It's been so, ages. So it's interesting. You haven't done the Social Media Self-Promoter Award for a, for a couple of months, I reckon. Yep. Guess guess who just starts coming out? All these social media uh, ites who, who go quiet in the summer because they know you're gnarling. Been, they're out there now. They're out there now. Social Media Self-Promoter Award. Go, Bradley. Well, look, I'm going to start. We, th- we threw a few out there early, but I'm just going to start with uh, K.O. Rahul, who's made his way into the uh, the 11th for India, and it's just straight out of South Southampton. So it's just the boys just walking yeah. along the street. What I love about this is how do, you, how do you actually get someone to grab your phone and then take the photograph uh, just as you're walking along thinking you're the Beatles? Just Kate. Or, oh, he's got. Or okay. Why do you need that attention anyway? So okay, I just I didn't know that one. And one who we earmarked as a, as a self promoter that we thought maybe this World Cup huge has certainly living up to expectations. So yes, um, Wahab Riaz, he's been on top. So nothing about anything other than himself, where he just shows photos of himself in the game taking a wicket. Oh, just, okay. Just, just self-promotion. It's pure self-promotion. Okay, good votes there. Um, someone who I didn't think would actually be active on social media um, because of the last year that he's had is the past Australian captain, and that's oh, Stephen Smith. Is this the Vodafone so, one? No, it's not the Vodafone one, but that's on there. This is another one. So he's he's actually very active. So arrived at base camp in Northampton, excited to get out and about to explore and meet some of the locals at Vodafone AU, hashtag travel fearlessly, hashtag Vodafone AU, hashtag roaming on, hashtag oh, sponsors. Steve Smith, no wonder you're getting booed at the current rate if you keep this sort of stuff. From Telstra fans? Yes, we're going to boo you. Yeah, um... He's had 12 months out of the game. Did he not do social media um, etiquette or, or, or trending? Or I don't know. I saw that and it had a bit of backlash. It's it's sick. So Not, um, not about him personally, just about your, you no, know, your posting technique. That's just one. So there's <laughs> another one. Attempted to get out and about in Bristol but not having much luck with the weather. But at least I can share the experience with my family, friends back home with Vodafone oh. $5 roaming. At Vodafone, like have a look at yourself, Steve Smith. You so are, up to up to you're looking with like my family. Mom. You're going, oh, that's lovely, Steve. But then the Vodafone comes in. Mate, it's just it's raining. You're on your own in with an umbrella under a tree. You know what I'm thinking? Get serious. Vodafone might sponsor this social media. Uh, <laughs> yep, uh, just another one from Steve Smith. Who? What? Uh, what? We didn't get the result we we're after a few days ago against. India, but we're ready to bounce back against Pakistan tomorrow. It's just another photo of himself. Like, surely you put other team members on there, or uh, yeah. why do you have to put yourself out there? And it looks like he's been dismissed too. 
It does. Oh, dismiss um, that. So that, he's got three lines of votes here. He's going to come from nowhere. Yeah. So I just thought, just back on Wahab, there he is just with a, a photo of himself. On a motorbike? On a motorbike. So, well, I might, hey, that's pretty yeah. cool. It's cool. It's cool. But, so I might actually take away two there. But you're actually not riding because you've got no helmet on and stuff like that. So he's just there with Shah Malik just I reckon Wahab Reyes, he's happy to go um, with a helmet. Uh, someone who we knew would be very active during this period of time uh, is an Australian, another Australian ex-captain, and that's Michael Clark. Um, and I've just got him here in this. What an amazing experience today learning from Scotch whiskey at Guru Bavani. <laughs> Can't thank you enough for the experience <laughs> and education. Are you serious, Michael? I mean, really, come on. Uh, and again... He's, 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 he's very good, though. Very subtle. I reckon Michael could have a little chat to Steve. But we love this one. It's just very with good. with him promoting his partnership with Hublot Australia. Just mate, you don't even play cricket anymore. So why are you actually swinging a willow? Yeah, you know he's very good. Very good. He's amazing. Um, he's a superstar of uh, the social media yeah. self promotion competition. Um, and and someone else who we thought may actually rise to the occasion. Yeah. Uh, during World Cup time, and that is. Um, hang on, I've just lost him here. Um, where is he? Sorry, it's uh, well, we had it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Uh, that's it, it is. It's Tom Curran as well. It's Tom yeah. Curran, they've got real potential. The current here brothers. he is. I've got him here. So, Tom Curran, competition time. Grenade have launched a new carb killer shake, strawberry flavor. Blah, blah, blah. What a load of rubbish, mate. You know, you're getting free stuff. And then it moves on to the next one. Uh, thanks for having me at Locker 27 UK. Top quality setup. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. We know. We know, buddy. But yeah. you know what I've liked? You've identified um, two of them, Wayab yeah. Riaz and Tommy Curran. Yes. So, they're, they're, you know, and I encourage the other... You labelled one for every team, didn't you? Yes, to watch out I did. for. So we'll keep keep a track of them. I did. Uh, there's there's a couple more. Oh, just, oh okay. Just yeah, because it's been a couple of months. Yeah. Yep. Um, this one's from Donald J. Trump. I'm not sure he's actually involved in the Cricket World Cup or not, but I thought he might be pretty good. Despite the phony witch hunt, we will continue to make America great again. Thank you. Fifty percent approval rating. Yeah. I'm not sure if you manipulate. That's fifty. Yeah. Fifty okay. percent. Um, one more as well. We haven't uh, gone Trumpy before. Have and, we? and KP. Yeah. KP, uh, this is him flying in, uh, to, in first class into Mumbai. Morning, India. Good to be back in your most magnificent country. Oh, ho, ho. Um, England, by the way, still favorites. Uh, KP, let me just point it out that we know why you're in this magnificent country. Yep. You're getting paid a shitload of dollars from Star Sports to present it. Yep. That's why you're there. Otherwise, I'm you surprised you didn't say India will win it. Correct. That gets you a little bit more, doesn't Correct. it? Correct. Okay. Anyway, they are the social media well self-promoters done. from... Okay, Kahal Rahul, just three. Yeah. But keep it going. Wayab Riaz, five. I'm taking off two because of the cool motorbike, yes, but I, like I reckon that won't be the last we hear from him in the no. social media. No. Smithy, um... Yeah, with Vodafone, just get a little bit more subtle or clever or humour to the Vodafone stuff. So four, 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 12 votes. Yeah, no, Smithy. not surprised. Uh, keep getting runs, though. Uh, Pup, you're a star. 
Michael Clark, star of social media, five, five, ten mm. votes. Yep. Um, Tommy Curran, you've got real potential. You're, you're just five votes. Um, Donald Trump, four. Um, yeah. 50% of that, two. Uh, two. Uh, KP, three. Yes. We know KP, but we've, you're a consistent scorer and no doubt we'll be hearing more from you. So that's, yeah, did you have something? Just else? want to point out to a few disappointing players. A yep. little bit like Sri Lanka, Who a little identified. bit like in Bales. Yep. Very sluggish from Greg Norman, the shark. So yeah. maybe he's waiting for opportunities later on when the tournament really kicks in. If an Aussie does well in the US Open golf, you watch for the Here shark. Here we go. And the other one is Professor Dino as well. Yeah. So, you know. Where is Dino? Well, he's in India. He's doing the Star Sports Select dugout. But, um, but normally he does a lot of posts from that. The, uh, it hasn't been up to the quality of standard as what we're looking for. Okay, so, so a couple of hits and a couple of encouragement of awards. So hopefully we hear from him. <laughs> That's the Bradley Hodge Social Media Self Promoter Award. I love it. Um, hey, t- time for a retro um, uh, book review. And today I'm going, you know, Game of Thrones finishing yes. up. One of the big characters, Jon Snow. Mm. Well, I'm going Jon Snow. <laughs> The actual cricketer. And I don't know. Do you know much about Jon Snow, the cricketer? All I know is he was fast and that's it. No, he was a <laughs> legend. Took over 200 wickets. It's A-League cricket rebel, a titled Cricket Rebel. He was obviously you, on the Rebel Tour, was he? No, but oh. you, you'd like him. He just didn't like authority. He didn't okay. like batsmen. Didn't like um, the establishment. Well, like that him. sort of stuff. Because <laughs> I think you could actually rewrite this book with okay. Ho- Hodgie the Rebel. Cool. Um, on the back of it, just to say a few instances, um, he got warned for bowling a lot of bounces. In 1970-71 Ashes series, he yeah. just won the series. Him and Jeff Boycott's batting, Jon Snow's batting, uh, bowling, a lot of bounces. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about the umpire, Lou Rowan. I can safely say that I've never come across another umpire so full of his own importance, <laughs> so stubborn, lacking in humour, unreasonable. Wow. I should say that about an umpire. You can't right get now. away with that these days. This is about um, uh, he, he had a um, brush with Sunil Gavaskar. He, oh, he blocked it and he, yes. and he knocked Gavaskar off there. The moment Gavaskar started to fall, I could sense the shock silence in the MCC committee room. <laughs> Billy Griffith, I don't know who that is, was literally white with rage as he shouted at me, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen on the field. Right. This is the cricket rebel, yeah. Jon Snow. And last one, he... Uh, Boulder bouncer hit the late great um, Terry Jenner, okay. warned his mentor in the head, yep. went down to fine leg, you know, baying crowd. Yep. A large fellow in the front row grabbed my shirt sleeve and started to tug me towards the fence. I thought about striking out myself. <laughs> that is great. But one of the great fast bowlers of all time, Dennis Lilly just rated him yep. so highly and I think he had a bit to do with Dennis Lilly's career. But if I can just read, you know, he also did. He's, you know, why I said he's very similar to you. He's just, got a LinkedIn account. He's got. He probably has. Oh. But you know what he was? A poet. Was he? And I know in your autobiography, I can't wait for <laughs> it to come out. Um, you would write a poem as well. And this is about yep. the Lord's test. Okay. The Lord's test, and just the last little paragraph from Jon Snow, the great fast bowler. Now through the day relaxes, limbs and brain tighten, unlike those that lighten in the tavern and the bird's nest boxes. Yet reality crystallises and the box, press box creaking, stretching, fidgeting, vulture-like weights with the sound of sharpening carbon claws for the fresh caress of play. 
How good's that? Amazing. Having to go at the press writing, all that stuff. Time drags itself past and an evening forewarns spreading its musk in the approaching cloud of dusk. Till at last the bowler flails once more. A final twitch for the dying day. Then leaving bruised pitch to sleep, stumps are drawn. And dazed amazed is over. You hold rugged muscles together long enough to climb the stairs, reach a bath before you collapse to it, let its warmth smooth and soothe and laugh an aching laugh. Well, I'm, lo- I'm lost for words, actually. The only thing I can think of is that uh, I hope that he's got copyright to that because that sounds like something Adele would steal and rip off a fantastic number one from. I do believe... How do you bowl fast and do that? I do believe Metallica used those quotes in their Fight With Fire single from 1984. <laughs> but Jon Snow, the Cricket Rebel, it's, it's, it's an amazing book, actually, for fast bowlers to get out, but he just had a crack on the field and off... Retailed, I think, for £9.99 in 1976. Oh, if you get this for under £999.99, you have done yourself oh. a favour. Get that. The Cricket Rebel, John Snow, one of the greats. Looks good. A poet like Bradley. Hey, mate, that's it. That's it for the biology report. Mm. Um, I'm going to the UK next week, so we'll have to work out how we do this all together. Well, at least um, one of us has got a job. That's good. Well, it's not really a job, but I'm going <laughs> over there. Um, so we'll keep in touch. Uh, get LinkedIn fired up. Anything Ooh, else? Yeah. Final thoughts for the Aussies? No, no. The Aussies are travelling well. Okay, I reckon uh, they're going along nicely. I reckon they're going to be in the top four for sure. Uh, any any fans we want? You look you I, out to the me, Swedish fans. Yeah, I, look, I'm, I think Finland need to step up as well. Um, we really want to attract fans. From, listens we had. Two we teams. want to attract fans from Scandinavia. I'm targeting that market. Right. So they're a market we're going to come for. You should. You should I, I will you pop should, over there. You should pop over there. Sweden. Finland. We'll do a biology report from there. All right. Thanks, Oji. Good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.